0: You do it all, mamacita, without breaking a sweat. Like being a boss exec to Tuesday tennis to homework? Why do kids have so much homework? Family dinners, lunches, brunches, trips to the vet, and a weekend getaway that's anything but a getaway. And you do it all con ganas. Even when you have back to back conference calls on top of the kids' dance recitals, not to mention your side hustle. That's why we created the fully reimagined Infinity QX60. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish, and as versatile as it is serene. With premium features like a panoramic moonroof, ample cargo space, and available massaging front seats. To bring the ease of luxury to your everyday. Introducing the all-new Infiniti QX60, designed to help you take on life with all the chaos it may come with. Con ganas. Learn more at infinityusa.com, now with extremely limited availability. Contact your local retailer for inventory information. Hey, Mamacita, welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's Mamas, as in, hey, Mama, y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Azara. On this episode of the Mamas con ganas podcast, I'm going to be talking about how to attract more abundance into your life, mamacita. I'm so excited to be talking about this topic in English. Last week, I shared this these same ideas and thoughts in Spanish. And it's been a while since i had wanted to share all of these tools that you can use for yourself so that you can attract more abundance into your life. And when I started prepara- preparing for this series, because it's going to turn out to be a series, I have to say that there were so many thoughts, and ideas that kept coming up as I wrote. It was as if, if it, was like, it was just flowing through me and I was writing so much down that I realized, oops, this cannot be an episode by itself. It's going to have to be a series on how to attract more abundance into your life. And I think that abundance is something that I would say most people would like. I actually asked it in my Instagram story and 75% of people who wrote back said that they wanted or that responded to my inquiry said that they wanted more abundance in their lives. So just so that you know, I wanted to start off this conversation by saying that this is a very spiritual conversation. In my opinion, the the, the conversation about abundance and money is a very spiritual one, just like sexuality is. And it's interesting because I think sexuality and money have things that are very much in common, which is this. They are subjects that bring a lot of shame to people. And they're very controversial subjects. And people have very strong feelings um, and opinions when it comes to sexuality and money. So I think that's why it's one of the most difficult, two of the most difficult conversations that we have is when we're talking about our relationship with our sexuality and our relationship with money or abundance. Now, for the purpose of this series, I'm going to use money and abundance interchangeably, both of those words. When I talk about abundance, I am talking about financial uh, financial abundance. And But if you would like to interpret it as all different kinds of abundances in your life, go ahead. But I am talking about finances and I'm talking about money. But I use the word abundance because I think a lot of people have a negative relationship with the word money they hear the word money and they cringe and it automatically like they shut they shut off and they shrink and they don't expand with the word they have a negative um like I said a negative relationship with the word money and so I use abundance so because a lot of times people when they hear it the word abundance they tend to expand and they're like oh yes that resonates better with me um but I think in reality if we were to take the 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 look at a look at the word money and develop a good relationship with that word, it can also be very powerful for us and very empowering. And as I always say in the podcast, there's no female empowerment without financial empowerment. So I'm very excited to talk about this. Like I said, it brings this this topic brings a lot of um a lot of energy to me because I feel very passionate about empowering women. In, when it comes to finances and their relationship to money, when I say relationship, I say a relationship to money because I think with just like with anything else in our lives that we have that we can have a relationship with, there is a relationship that we have, whether we uh, are conscious of it or not, with abundance and with money in our lives. and it's impossible to actually be financially abundant and financially happy without having a strong and good and healthy relationship with money it's like the two things go hand in hand and i think abundance in reality is a an energy and when we enter into the vibration and into the energy of abundance then finances are no longer an issue in terms of it being something that we need because we realize that we are in that vibration with it, with abundance. And then we know it can flow through us easily and that we are a magnet to it. So the idea with this series is for you to align with the vibration of wealth and the vibration of abundance and the vibration of money. So that you, every time you hear the word, no matter which one you hear, abundance, money, or wealth, you smile and you're like, That's in my vibration. So, when I was preparing for this episode, I have to say that one of the downloads that I had from the universe as I was doing this is I had a realization that this relationship that we have with wealth, abundance, and money is a sacred one. Just like everything else in our lives, like I mentioned with our sexuality, that's also the relationship that we have with our own body, with our own self image. Um, with our self-esteem, that's a sacred relationship. The relationship we have with ourselves, the relationship that we have with God, the relationship that we have with our partner, the relationship that we have with our home is also a sacred one. And I love that because all of a sudden, it takes away all the taboo surrounding money, right? There's a lot of people that have uh, that, A lot of people that think that having money is a taboo and that it's a negative thing, when in reality, I think we're called by God to be and to live abundantly, obviously to live in gratitude and to really be in alignment with the abundance that God wants to give us and wants to show us. Unfortunately, I think a lot of uh, institutions, whether they may be religious or not, some of them have even erroneously infiltrated our belief and have made us think that money is a sin or that money is bad. But in reality, money is neutral. Money is not evil. It's not good. It's really neutral. It's it's what we do with that money that makes it good or bad. I think that money in the hands of people that that have strong ethical morals and that are genuinely good people and that are aligned with their divine power and their godliness can do tremendous amounts of good in the world. And we see that through a lot of amazing people who are huge philanthropists and that do amazing things with their abundance. Just like there are people who are unfortunately maybe have been corrupted by it and so they think money is evil and they are not particularly let's say um they're not individuals that have emotions that we consider positive. They might use money to manipulate or money for seeking revenge or money for other evil things. But it's not, it's not the money that's evil. It's the people behind it that determine whether the money is going to be of good use or of negative use. So as you go about this series, I want you to really think about, in thinking about the abundance that you want to create in your life, what is the goodness that you wanna to bring to the world? What are the amazing things that you're going to do with your abundance? Things that will change the world forever. What are those things that you're wanting to call you know, to you so that you can make the world a better place with your money, with your wealth and with your abundance? I know this is a question that I ask myself all the time and there's huge dreams that I have when it comes to abundance and doing things for the world. And I think for each of us, if there's something very uh, personal there, you might have a a dream of doing something for the for like the environment, you know, and supporting different causes, for example, when it comes to the environment, because that may be something that you're passionate about. Others of you listening might be passionate about education and helping, uh, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, an area in the world that doesn't have good education and putting philanthropy into that. Uh, with your abundance and your wealth, so there's there. I think when we think about receiving our abundance, it's amazing too to visualize and to dream about the goodness that we can bring to the world through our wealth and through our abundance. Now, since I brought up the fact that that you have a relationship with mo- with money, an actual relationship, whether positive or negative, with money. I did want to talk about the pillars of a good relationship. And that's what I discussed in the episode in Spanish. There are pillars that hold a, uh, a very strong relationship together. And when those things are in place, relationships are very healthy. So I did a lot of research and I was looking through what are the pillars of a strong, healthy relationship. This way, you can incorporate these pillars into your relationship with money. Now, I did, or I did do a, a previous episode on a relationship with money. In English, it was called your money story. And I suggest that you go back to that episode and review it, listen to it. Because in that particular episode, what I talk about is the story that you're telling yourself about money, your affirmations with regards to money, the way that you perhaps were brought up in terms of the way that you think about money, whether it's good or bad, And I think that is one aspect that must be analyzed because I think it's interesting to know sometimes where the ideas of of money come from. Perhaps you'll realize that a lot of your negative connotations with regards to money have been passed down to you through your family from generation to generation. There's other families that um, have generations of wealth and usually they pass down, these families that have generations of wealth, they pass down positive affirmations when it comes to money. And that's why they're able to stay abundant for so many generations at a time. And I think it is up to us, all of us individually, to break free of the limitations that we may have been brought up with when it comes to money, so that our future generations and our family, particularly since I'm Latina, I definitely want um, this to pass this forward to my future generations. Uh, my, fa- my father and mother, it, when it comes to my family, broke the cycle of poverty in my family. And I think it's my duty to pass on the legacy of abundance to my children so that the poverty that existed in my ancestors is no longer there. I think my parents did a huge job in that, but I think I also need to pass it forward so that my future generations... Of My children, my grandchildren, and everybody else also has a positive relationship with money. Now, the episode that I already did that's called Your Money Story is episode number 76. And that episode is called Discovering Your Money Story. So go back to that one after you listen to the episode so that you can also get a little bit more um, knowledgeable about where your affirmations of money come from. But in this episode, like I said, what I wanted to discuss are the pillars the pillars of a great relationship and see how those interlace with our relationship with money. So it's interesting because one of the first things or like, I think the top pillar of a relationship, when I would look up pillars of a relationship on, you know, online and elsewhere, the first, one of the first words that would come up was respect. It was pretty much always the first word respect. So when it comes to respect and money, I want to ask you, do you respect money? Do you have a respectful relationship with money when it comes into your life? Are you talking good about it or are you negatively talking about money? So when we think about another type of like another relationship that we may have, you know, because we might think, well, what do you mean respect money? Like, I don't mean put it into a, in a pet, put it up on a pedestal. Because A lot of people, that's why they have a, a, a I say a fearful relationship with money because they, they don't want people to think, oh, that they worship money. I'm not talking about putting it up as a pedestal in terms of making it a God. But when I talk about respect, I think that there's a certain type of respect that does come in people that have abundance. They, they respect money, they treat it well, they talk about it in a positive manner. And the people that I see that usually have a negative relationship with money are people that are always disrespecting it in the sense that they're always talking negative about it. Whether it's coming into their account or leaving their account, they just never seem to speak kindly of money. And I think that's part of where the respect comes from. So when it comes to money, do you respect money? Do you treat money respectfully? And if money were a person, would they say that you respect it? Interesting, right? Because I think most of us don't think of money in that sort of way. The other thing that I was thinking, and that occurred to me when I was preparing for this episode, that was like a light that went off. I was like, oh my God, I have to share this with my mamacitas, was this concept. I, I was telling my husband, I said, you know what, you know, babe, money is like, like a person in the sense that, you know, we, if we want it to be a part of our lives, we have to treat it like, like a permanent guest that we want to stay in our home. So, for example, like when, you know, this is a question for you. So when if you have somebody who's who you're inviting to your house to stay for a while, let's say somebody from out of town and they're coming to stay at your house, like how do you prepare for that guest? I don't know about you, but the way that I prepare for a guest coming from France or Venezuela, for example, or from anywhere else, and they're coming to my house and I know they're gonna stay and they're good friends of mine, I make sure that they have clean sheets, I make sure that they have clean towels, that they have shampoo and and soap in the, and the, the, the bathroom is clean for them. I make sure that I make, uh, you know, that I buy some groceries and perhaps buy some champagne and wine to celebrate with them. So I think that if we think of money in that way too, like if we want money to permanently be with us and stay with us as a permanent guest in our house, what are the preparations that we're making for that to happen? Are we making it feel welcome? I think if we think of money as a person or as a guest who's staying in our house, then, you know, we might realize that up to now, if we haven't had a good relationship with money, we haven't really treated money as a welcome guest in our house. Hola, mamacitas. Have you heard another awesome beauty brand just landed at Ulta Beauty R.E.M. Beauty by Ariana Grande R.E.M. Beauty makes the perfect addition to Ulta Beauty's unrivaled assortment especially as Ulta Beauty is the exclusive retail partner for Ariana's beloved fragrances including God is a Woman Thank You Next and more Ulta Beauty will carry the full R.E.M. Beauty assortment including the Chapter 1 collection Ultraviolet which houses the Midnight Shadow Eyeshadow Palette at the borderline eyeliner marker on your collar matte lipstick, y mucho más. Alta Beauty is thrilled to welcome REM Beauty to select store locations and Alta.com. So head over to your Alta Beauty store or to Alta.com and shop REM Beauty by Ariana Grande only at Alta Beauty. Like, for example, on the days that you get your, your paycheck, when the money comes in, are you complaining at it and going, oh, well, finally you come and now you come, but I know you're not going to stay long. You're just going to go away. And the next day you're not going to be here. Or are you grateful? And do you talk to money in terms of like an energy? Are you, Do you have that energy of like, oh my gosh, it's awesome. When you come into my bank account, it's so cool. I really like you to be here. Thank you so much. It's always so much fun to have you around. I think that We don't realize just how much energy we're sending our finances or not. And do we take care of it? So the first thing is the respect. Do we have respect for the money? Do we have a place that it can be? Do we spend responsibly? Because I think respect comes with responsibility, right? And I think money and abundance brings responsibility. And a lot of us want to deny the fact that it comes with responsibility. We just want the good things it brings without wanting to take responsibility for what it actually is bringing into our lives. But that's like expecting to have children and just wanting to only enjoy the good times with them and not having to be there on the day-to-day basis in raising our kids and having those hard conversations with them in going through all those moments that are challenging with our children. I think anyone who's a parent (laughs) like me will tell you that it's not all fun and games, right? Any relationship is not all fun and games. So it's interesting that we sometimes think that the relationship with money should be all fun and games when in reality, we know that that's not the case with any other relationship in our lives. We know that being married is not always gonna be easy that is going to take sacrifice. It's going to take commitment. It's going to be take. It's going to take um, responsibility. It's going to take compromise. And it's the same thing with money. And I think that the faster that we realize, oh, the relationship that I have with money is going to be just the, like the relationship I have with all the other things. It, if if I'm going to respect money and bring that pillar of respect to the aspect of my finances and to my wealth, it means that I'm going to have to educate myself on how to build my wealth just like we educate ourselves on bringing up our children and what's the best way to be parents if we want more abundance in our lives and we want to nurture the relationship with finances we have to become more educated when it comes to it we have to save we have to plan ahead just like we plan with our children right like right now i'm trying to plan what i'm going to do for the summer and what camps i'm going to have them do and what activities but it takes it takes time and it takes dedication and i think a lot of people want the good things money has to offer, but they don't want to take a look at the responsibility that comes along with that. So it's interesting to think about money in that sense and see how you can bring that pillar of responsibility and respect, which ultimately boils down to respect into your relationship with wealth. Another pillar of a healthy relationship is trust. We know that this is the case we want we're in a relationship with our friends it has to be and we when we feel that it's a it's a genuine authentic and real relationship, there's that element of deep trust that we have in them, and that they have in us when it's mutual. So, when it comes to trust and money, I also think that it's, it's a dual trust that we need to have. And I want to ask you mamacita, how much trust do you have in abundance? How much trust do you have in wealth and in money? I think a lot of people that have a bad relationship with money don't trust in money. Like I said previously, they think that money is something negative and they think that it's not something to be trusted. But I do think when you enter the space and the energy of abundance, there has to be that innate faith and that innate trust that abundance is going to have your back. And I know that this might be a hard pill to swallow for those of you listening who might have grown up in a lot of scarcity and who have a scarcity mentality, who experienced a lot of scarcity and poverty in your life. It might be something that might that you might have to work at in learning to build your faith that abundance will have your back, that money will always be a permanent guest in your household. And it's interesting because this week, as I was saying, the, the Our Father... So my background is, is um, Catholic. And so we say the Our Father for prayers. And I, you know, I, was, I was listening to that prayer. And since I'm talking about wealth and money, and I think that this conversation ties into spirituality, I was, I was thinking about what we say in the Our Father. And we always say, give us this day our daily bread. So we talk about abundance in the prayer. And it's that calling, it's almost that our father calls us to call in abundance, give us this day our daily bread. And I think that's beautiful because we might be tempted to think that we shouldn't expect abundance or that abundance is not our birthright, when in actuality, it is. And we're called to trust in the abundance, the infinite abundance that the universe has to offer for us. And I know that this money, that this money conversation, might be a very triggering conversation for people. That it might even be, be a very emotional conversation when somebody hears this for the first time. Um, but it might just listening to this conversation might just lift a sort of burden from your shoulders. Particularly if you're somebody of faith, you know, when you're finally realize that you're also called to have faith in your in your abundance. I think that's beautiful. And at the same time, just as you trust that abundance will be there for you, I think there has to be that other side of the coin, right? Abundance has to trust in you, that it has a place in your home, that you're not going to spend it all frivolously, that you're going to take care of it, that you're going to have a home, a home where it's welcome, a home where you speak good things about it, a home that, that is meant to not only make it flourish it, but share it with the world and share its goodness with your family and your community and the world at large. And I think that's the trust that abundance is wanting to call from us. Abundance wants to know that it has a place of loyalty in your home, in your bank account, and in your family. And that it can trust you to act responsibly when it comes to having it. And I think that's beautiful to feel that I have to trust the universe in its abundance. And that abundance will always be there for me. And I promise abundance. It's almost like a vow that you give abundance. That you will have a house for it. That will take care of it. That will nourish it. That will share it. And that would, that will speak well of it to others. So that others can also receive it and share it with others as well. And you can pass it forward and pass it forward. Okay, the third pillar of a relationship that I saw was honesty. Ooh, this is a good one, guys. Honesty, mamacita. And I also think that this is a a blockage for many people because I think that people that I observed that don't have a good relationship with money are oftentimes not honest with themselves when it comes to their finances and money. And I think one of the the most obvious ways that you might not be honest with money is by ignoring it. In this sense, you know, people don't look at their bank accounts. They don't do like spreadsheets. They don't look at where their expenses go. And they might be ignoring it because they're afraid to look at it because they know that they're not gonna like what they see. And so in essence, what they do is pretend that those things don't exist, that their irresponsibility of it doesn't exist, but that's not confronting money with the truth. And I think money is just another relationship where we're called to be honest, to look at ourselves in the mirror, to do those numbers, because the math never lies, right? (laughs) So again, this might be one of those things where you might be listening and going, oh man, I haven't done my bills in a while, or I don't really you know i'm not really meticulous or careful with where i spend my money and i might owe credit card bills that i don't i don't have a plan to get rid of my debt and i'm not planning for my financial future so if you are wanting to bring in more abundance into your life the one of the first things i think that can empower you in an enormous way now hear me out you might when you first do it you might literally start crying, and you might have like a crying fit for a long time because you'll realize what, what your reality is. But the truth will set you free. Even when it comes to finances, the truth will set you free. Once you know what you're dealing with, then you can start creating an action plan to getting out of the debt, to start saving for your retirement, to put, a bank, uh, to, make, to put a bank account aside to save for the education of your children, if that's what you want to do, or, or save for a future trip. But you can't plan ahead if you first don't confront reality. And I don't know about you, but you know, when it comes to my relationship um, and my intimate relationship like with my husband, I know that I've had some, you know, some of the most difficult conversations that I've had with him. Um, have been when it comes to like confronting some type of reality or something that scares us when we talk about it. But then once we confront it with like truth, that on the other side of that conversation is usually, wow, it brings us so much closer. And although the conversation itself might be a a hard conversation to have, those are the conversations that are always worth having in the end. And this is the same thing when it comes to money. Like once you face the truth of your numbers, the truth of what you're doing, the truth of what you could be doing, then you can actually make plans and become friends with it. And instead of hiding from it, you're constantly going back to it and like making sure that you are, how do you say, that you are communicating with it and following the plan that you make. But first you have to look at the truth. So I invite you to bring honesty into your relationship with money and not shy away from the truth of your finances. To uncover it, to open that dark closet, that closet you might be closing, you know, that has a lot of um, monsters in. Just remember when you open that closet door, the spiders crawl out, the snakes crawl out and you bring light to the darkness and it's not so scary anymore. So sit with your numbers, sit with your finances, and, and discover how miraculous it can be to face the truth when it comes to your wealth. Okay, the fourth one, I think I've already touched about touched upon this um, subject, but the one of the other pillars of a relationship is, of a healthy relationship, is friendship. So having a friendship with it, a friendship with wealth, a friendship with money, a friendship with abundance. So how good of a friend are you with abundance? And again, this goes back to like, do you speak ill of it or do you speak kindly of money? Now, I don't know about you, but when I describe my best friend or like my best friends, you know, if they say, okay, describe your friend, I would say, well, My friend is fun, my friend is honest, my friend is kind, my friend is funny, my friend is loyal. And I have all these amazing adjectives to describe my my best friends, right? Well, if you're asked to describe your friend, which is money, how do you describe money? Do you describe money as an enemy or a friend? I think a lot of us have to befriend wealth, befriend abundance, befriend money. And once we do that, it's like it's impossible to enter the energy of abundance and of money without first befriending it. It's a very different thing to say money's bad, money's evil, money's never loyal, money never comes around. Like if you talk to your friend like that, imagine you had your guest, right? Like if we were to pretend that money was the guest that you wanted to stay over at your house and they were staying at your house and all you did was complain about them all day long, would they want to stay with you? would they want to be friends with you? (laughs) Right? Probably not. If you're going to talk bad about them, they're not going to want to stay with you. And so a lot of times this is what we need to do in order to switch our mindset from scarcity to abundance is to befriend money and to realize, wow, well, if money is going to be my friend, then I have to see money as fun and I have to see money as exciting and as loyal and as trustworthy and as something that brings something good into my life. Because your friends, the ones that you are that you have a real connection with, that's how you feel about them, right? You feel that they're amazing to have in your life. So friendship, befriend wealth, befriend money, befriend abundance, and talk well of it, like the way that you would describe a good friend in order to enter the vibration and the energy of abundance. And then the last one that I had put in, which I basically tied to the first one was responsibility. You know, relationships require responsibility. And a lot of times we want to shy away from that aspect of our relationships. Even sometimes with our intimate relationships, you know, like with our husband or our spouse, we might want to just get the best of them and only receive what's good from them and then not not really be responsible in the relationship. But that doesn't work, obviously. And that's such an, an important pillar is like responsibility. So how responsible are we? Are you, mamacita, with your finances and your wealth? I can guarantee you that if you're very responsible of it, you have a headway already in terms of building a good relationship with money. Because you'll know that it deserves, with responsibility, when you were responsible for something, you know that that thing deserves respect, deserves friendship, deserves Deserves trust, deserves honesty. So anyways, I wonder what you guys are thinking right now in terms of money and the relationships and what you guys are feeling. Did I shift some inner, let's say, did I shift some inner beliefs? Are there certain beliefs or a certain certain part of these pillars that are not really aligned with abundance? I think that just... With this information, the transformation that you can have in terms of attracting abundance in your life could be astronomical, could be like life-changing. If you just realized that your relationship with money will either attract it or will reject it, it will be a huge shift already in your energy when it comes to wealth and finances. It is my desire that there be more money and wealth and abundance in the hands of women Um, because I truly feel that women we are kind we are generous and that the more money is in our hands the better the world will be so I pray that abundance is always present and shall always be present in your life mamacita I wish it for you and for the world And I would love if you commented on this episode, go to mamasconganas.com forward slash 137. The next time I talk about this in English, I'll be talking about another aspect of attracting abundance into your life. Don't miss it. It's just going to keep getting better and better. I love you. May you be filled with abundance in all its manifestations. Until next time, besitos.